0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I am here with Corbin Blue, who is an entertainer and activist. You may know him from High School Musical, and there were more than one High School Musical. How many were there, Corbin? Three. Three, one, High School Musical one, High School Musical two, High School Musical three, right? <laughs> You've also done uh, some, some big shows that were not on TV. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that that experience of being on stage and being live.
1: Well, I grew up in the theater, and there is nothing like being on stage and having the audience as that extra character throughout the entire show. Um, I still find it way more re- rewarding uh, at the end of a performance, you know to to be able to have that immediate gratification to know that, you know, the audience was with us or they weren't with us, or, I, you know, you, you, if a joke lands, you know that it worked. And if it doesn't, you know, okay, I need to change that. Um, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily get that with film and television. And there's a continuing story arc that happens when you're on stage. You know, you start a show from the beginning of the show and you take it all the way through to the end. And there are mishaps that can happen throughout an entire show, which the audience loves. Um, but if anything changes, it, it changes the story arc throughout the show. If you you know really continue that follow through, whereas film and television, everything is filmed out of order. You know you you, you could you could be doing the, the final scene of the movie the day day one, and it's really hard to try to keep that that follow through. So that you know there's just a um, it's it's really nice to have that set line in theater.
0: That's and, and and it's you know aside from the instantaneous gratification, that is more classical acting because I think we're in the we're in the day and age of YouTube acting and YouTube stars. Nothing wrong with that, but once upon a time there was no internet. There was a group of people and a space, and you had to create the entire world for them, a la Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. And you seem really good at that in in sort of a very dynamic live environment.
1: I don't know why, but I come alive on stage. I really do. I I, I love being on the stage, and um, there's such a sense of family in the theater uh, that you know you you can you can make wonderful relationships in film and television. But there's just um, this old adage of uh, this old this old feeling, you know, when it comes to, to being in the theater that of camaraderie, uh, that you really, you don't get in any other entertainment field. Um, it's, it's a really beautiful thing to be a part of. And, and uh, I, I, I don't know, especially recently, the, the last few shows that I've done, I've, I've had the opportunity to uh, do a lot more tapping, um, which I've, I've never had a chance to showcase that prior. Uh, So this has been really cool the last several shows that I've done and and the shows that I have coming up as well.
0: And and by tapping, you don't mean the type of tapping that a lot of millennials do, which is tapping on your...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm talking about old school, Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire, putting on your your hoof and shoes, tapping.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. (laughs) You've been acting for a long time. You've been acting since you were pretty young... What what inspired you to get involved in your community and to give back? Um, I
1: From a very early age, my, my parents always instilled in me the importance of giving back and, and of knowing that we're not alone in this world. Um, and as I've gotten older, I think I've, I've really just taken on whatever causes that speak more home to me. Uh, I actually just became the co-chair of the Looking Ahead program, which is, uh, uh, if anybody who knows what the Actors Fund is, it's, it's one of the premier organizations that help actors in the entertainment industry um, in so many different ways. Uh, there's, there's so many different resources available, uh, but the Looking Ahead program is the youth division, and we really focus on um, creating an environment where the kids don't necessarily have to talk about the entertainment industry all the time. We host different events where they can just be kids uh we We mentor with with uh there, there's there's counseling there's counseling for the parents uh there's financial counseling. Uh, you know, so many kids, they end up on a television show and they, they, you, know, you can be on a show for several seasons and as a kid, you don't really know how to, to manage this and you think, you know, oh, I have this influx of money coming in and all of a sudden, the next day the show was canceled and you know, with the entertainment industry, you don't necessarily know when your next job is going to come. Uh, so it's really preparing them for, for those kinds of, of things that you're never going to really know.
0: It's great. Now, you know, I want to switch gears. We, we talked a little bit about what you're up to as an entertainer, and I, I want, to, want to talk a little bit more about that at the end. But we are in, obviously, a political season. And uh, you know that we've chatted in the past about mm-hmm. the influence that millennials have had on politics thus far. And, of course, your generation is going to have a massive influence in the midterm elections in 2018, and certainly is the largest voting block in US history, your generation will have a very pivotal influence in what happens in 2020. But I wanna actually go back. I wanna go back to 2008, because 2008 was the first time so many people in your generation could vote. What was that like for you as a young person, 2008? And how do you think that election influenced the mindset of people your age?
1: Well, I was 19 in 2008. I had just become legal age uh, to be able to vote. And I was so excited. I remember I was on tour at the time, and um, I mean, I, I was very much pro Obama. And, uh, you know, I, I think when you, you, you think about just what the political climate was at that time. 2008 had one of the biggest turnouts for young voters, and I I think that there was just this sense of optimism and and this sense that we really could make positive change in the world. Um, It it goes to show, what I mean, it's, it's really incredible what one person can influence and how they can just sort of change mindsets of people. Yeah, wow, and
0: and and that's you bring up an interesting point, which is inside of that positive context of we can do things, hope change, there was so much inspiration and so much turnout. How would you compare that with the twenty sixteen election? I mean, you know, one was about positivity, mm-hmm. and the other, no matter who you were going for it wasn't really that positive
1: no no there really wasn't um yeah it really no matter who you were going for i mean there was a lot of negativity just just because we became so divided mm-hmm. uh country um you know obviously this there's, there's, there's you think about positivity as if you think of that about positivity as a way of people coming together as a way of people actually uh supporting one another. Um, I mean, you can say the same for both sides. I mean, different sides are supporting each other, but at the same time when you're not all in unison and you're not all moving toward the same goal, uh, really it's, it's not really much (laughs) movement in a a forward direction that you're going to make.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, one of the things that that you said and, you're you're interviewed in the movie uh, The Revolution Generation, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we have the 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 soft launch of the movie coming up next week to sort of celebrate okay. the books coming out, The Revolution Generation, which you know I like the way you said like how 2008 was for you as a 19 year old. Here was a black man who you know look ten years before that, no one would have said we can have a person of color. Gonna be president of the United States of America, and then like literally overnight it happened. It was yeah. amazing, and I love that part. You you'll see it in the film. It's it's very inspiring when that when that happens.
1: It, I mean that that talk about change. I mean that really was there were there were so much new, and, and people are excited by new. I mean you know I think that that's even with this this twenty six. Election. I mean, there you, you can say there was a lot of new, different, and I mean that that can cause excitement, whether it's positive or negative. And, and um, I, I feel like that that's just been the climate that we've been in for these these past several years with our presidential elections.
0: Yeah. Well, when you look, I mean, you get to travel, which is so cool, and and you get to meet so many young people. I mean, what's cool about being on stage is you're in theater, so you're interacting with audience members and you're seeing them a little bit before and after the show mm-hmm. and people you're seeing on the street, as you said. When you get that pulse of your generation and you're out mm-hmm. there, what do you feel are the big challenges that are facing young people today?
1: Um, s- social media. <laughs>
0: Uh,
1: you know, we're, we're here on, on Facebook and, and it's, it's really our addiction to mm. social media, our addiction to our phones. You know, I go out there and, uh, you know, at the end of every show, uh, there's a, there's a line outside, you know, with, with Broadway theaters, you can actually go to the line outside at the end of the show and, and you meet the performers. Um, and because I've been in this industry for so long, I've, I've been, i started when I was two years old.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: I've, I've seen the change. I've, I've 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 seen how we've gone from um, people at at one point just wanting to come up and 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 say hello and shake your hand to now it's just about getting a picture so that way you can post it, and it. it I, for me, I I, uh, I really appreciate the people who connect with you as as you, you meet them. And then there are some people that you could tell they don't even care that they're saying hello. They're just trying to get that picture because they know that that will get them a certain number of likes or a certain number of followers. And it's really sad. Um, and I do my best to try to, like, shake them out of it and be like, uh, hi, hello, how are you? And I'll Or just won't take a picture if you're not going to at least say hello or say hi. Um, You know, it's, (sighs) there is a beautiful thing with social media that's allowed us to connect with each other um, on a scale that we were never able to connect before. Um, You're able to voice your opinion in a way that you weren't able to before. Uh, You're able to gather information at the, at the just tips of your fingers, uh, but there at the same time, it's such a disconnect. It's so strange how this platform that is was all is all about connection. It's all about us being able to connect has completely disconnected us from a human to human experience.
0: That that is a huge point, and and I think it's it's underrated in your in your generation. One of the things uh, that we do in the book. Um, which, you know, I, I have a couple of different vectors on this. One is, one is, you know, I'm going to talk about the research in the book. One is, I, I, I feel bad for you going out into that line of people and they just want to take a quick selfie. You could just send a cardboard cutout of Corbin Blue down yeah. the line and people yeah. picture, right?
1: Seriously, though. Yeah.
0: Seriously, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, there, there, are, there are few people, few few, few people in this world that I would ever get starstruck. At. And um, if I ever do meet those heroes, you know, for for me, I just want to tell them, look, thank you for your work. I appreciate your work. Uh, I enjoyed this about your work, or um, or just try to make some sort of a connection with that person. And and it's and I don't really care who else knows it. I just I, for me, it's like it it fills my heart. It fills my own person. You know, it's my own personal experience. And and I I think that where we're at with social media right now it's it's caused such a we I mean we we've, we've always compared compared ourselves to other people I mean you 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 go back and you think about newspapers and tabloids and you know I want to be like that person or you know I I I wish I had this I wish I had that and but now um it's it's such an overload that we all, all we all we want to do is just take those pictures or or, or post anything just so that way we can compare so that way we can compare a, a digital like a digital you know it's it, it's 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 meaningless it's so strange
0: it, it it is meaningless and it's so meaningful and that's it, it is. Well, it, when you think about it it's like currency yeah I mean it's it, it, currency it, right like money makes the world go round right and
1: yet we live our lives trying to get these pieces of paper. I mean, it's, it's so, it's so weird. And that's, it's, it's that's, that's what social media has become, it's become our form of currency.
0: Yeah. And, and and it's funny. You saw the rise and fall of clout, you know, as, as a, as a, you know, what's your clout score? That was like a couple of years ago and now no one talks about clout. It's, it's really about that social currency. And I mentioned, we did some research in the book. It's, it's very poignant. One of the words that came up when we were doing Man on the Street interviews for the book and for the movie, I I, I have this question. I go up to a young person. I say, listen, I want to know if you boiled your entire generation down to one word, what would that one word be? I was shocked because the word that more people said more than any other word was isolated. Mm. Isolated. And I was like, come on, you're the the network generation, you're the the selfie, you know, phone in your pocket generation. How can you be, you're always connected. But we did a bunch of studies. It turns out statistically in every westernized country where social media is prevalent, age 18 to 25, we are seeing a radical increase in the feeling of social isolation. Mm -hmm. And so here we've got this weird cycle where to fit in to not feel isolated, you participate more on social media. But the studies actually show that the more you do it, the more isolated you feel. So it's not healing the problem, which and, you know, that's and, a big and, issue. And, and, and even, it's strange
1: enough, it's it's even just being able to sit down at a table and not pull out your phone. Yeah, You know, it's crazy to just walk into a, a, a cafe or a Starbucks or something and just see a group of people sitting at a table and everyone's doing this. And it's like you're sitting around a bunch of people and nobody's actually communicating.
0: Yeah. Uh, but isn't Starbucks the place to connect with community? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so so what do you you know, uh, you're on social media. I know that. Uh, but it's not your big thing. What's what's the upshot? Like how do people break out of that like I've got to have more likes, I've got to be in the 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 cool kids club on social media. How do they get out of that?
1: You have to not care about being in the cool kids club. Uh that's you, you know it's it's it goes back to I mean you just, it's funny you use the term cool kids club if you if you think about like a high school experience and you think about the popular kids and you you know what are you going to do to become a part of that crew? What are you going to do? You know, what, what sort of peer pressure are you going to succumb to in order to become a part of that group? And, and it's, it's that same concept. You know, you can't really care that much about what somebody else is going to comment on, on your page or what somebody else is going to, going to think of you. You know, you have to just live your life find find the things that make you happy find ways to connect with other people and help other people in this world and and find ways to make your own mark but it's 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 not all about how everyone else views you or how you you know you get compared to other people on this scale
0: you heard that you heard that here ladies and gentlemen i'm talking to corbin blue who is an entertainer and an activist uh, just an all-around great human being, Corbin. I, I love watching you uh, in movies, and and I have yet to see you on stage. I can't wait for that experience. But you know, Corbin, I think this is a great moment to ask people to share this broadcast.
1: <laughs> I know, right? As, Here as, we as on, as Facebook, I was talking, talking about how we need to just quit it.
0: Quit <laughs> it <laughs> before you quit Facebook. Share this with everybody you know. Exactly right. <laughs> um, you know, and like I said, you know, this
1: you, you and I, you and I are having a conversation right now, and, and there are people that are able to, you know, tune in and 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 watch. I mean, I, I think of that in a, in a in a form of you know television or in a form of interview. It's 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 just I think the obsession of needing a certain number a, a, a certain number of people to like or or to comment or to follow. Um, and unfortunately, I mean, the thing is we all subscribe to it and it's not just us as people, it's us as corporations and as companies. I now have, you know, both both my wife and I, we're, we're both actors, um, and we have both experienced at this point now production companies not, only wanting to audition certain people for their Film or for their television show that have a certain number of followers, Mm -hmm. which I, over my platforms, I have about 2 million. And I can tell you that that does not coincide with ticket sales. Right. Just because I have two million followers doesn't mean that two million million people are going to necessarily go and 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 watch this movie or they're going to go and, and, and show up at this show you know it, it's it's easy for people to go online and and go you know log into their Facebook or log into their Twitter or Instagram and, and type something in but that's a completely different scenario as far as what you subscribe to in in your form of entertainment um, and it's it's deviating away from necessarily what you know, ta- talent or, or your hard work i mean it's it's it really i mean and not just there are people that work very hard in you know, you, you think about you certain youtube youtube stars that they it's their life that's no, they're hustling they live their to, to, to put out this content
0: yeah, yeah. or they're doing news, news content is big. I and-, and
1: I respect those people because you have, you, you are focusing your time and your energy toward um, presenting a certain type of content. But, but it's, it's that same aspect of, you know, those who do subscribe to it and, and then watch it and, and then start to compare and go, well, what can I do to get that type of, of that, that type of following. And it's the same thing, you know. You, you if you think about like way back in the day, you know. Well, if if I if I wear my hair and and I dress like Marilyn Monroe, that will that make me famous? And it's not necessary. It's not a, It's not about that. And and I mean, I, I I having come from a place of uh you know experienced experiencing fame, um I know it's it's hard uh to I know it's it it could it could seem easy for me to just say well it's really not all that it, you know it's not everything um but i can i really can honestly say it's 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 not you know the, the 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 thing that has given me the biggest fulfillment i know it seems corny or cheesy but um the thing that's given me the biggest fulfillment in life is 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 finding my wife i mean yeah. that like that's She's everything to me, and we, we, I, I really don't need anything else at this point. I, the fact that I, I, I mean, I do, I'm happy with my work. I'm, I'm, I work very hard to do what I do. And, um, I'm happy that I have achieved a certain amount of success in my field to be able to continue working and, and doing what I love doing. And then I, I, I come home and, and as, you know, her and I work together and, and I have her. So I, it's, it's really, um, you just have to find the things that make you happy.
0: Yeah, true happiness is not more Instagram followers. Is that what you're saying? Not
1: necessarily. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can get there, and it's 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 like what they say. It's it's, it's, it's as we were talking about before. It's it's a form of currency.
0: Mm-hmm. Money
1: isn't necess- isn't necessarily going to bring you happiness.
0: Yeah, and and how great that you have this beautiful relationship with your wife. As you know, I work closely with my wife. We're partnership. We direct together. We produce together. We run our film company together, and we take on social issues together. It's 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 extremely fulfilling if you can find that in your life, and that's part of your path. I wanna I wanna do a couple of quick end questions. Uh, so these are these are high, medium, low. Okay? okay. High, medium, low. High, medium, low. You know, I'm an environmentalist. Have a background in in environmental stuff climate, and global warming, in terms of your generation, is this a big concern, medium concern, or low concern? Big concern. Are
1: you talking about my personal opinion of it as a concern, or are you talking about what I think my generation feels about it? Yes. Okay.
0: I mean, yes to both, yes.
1: Well, well in my personal opinion, I, I, I think that is that – is the biggest concern. I mean, you know, if we, if we, nothing matters really what we do if, if we're not here on this earth, if this earth isn't able to support us as human beings. Um, so it doesn't really matter how many Instagram followers we have if, if, if we're all going to die. So um,
0: that's a reasonable point.
1: So that, that really, I think that's the most important. But as far as how I, I feel that our our generation feels about it, Um, I, I, I feel like your opinion of the environment can be a result of your own personal environment. Um, depending on what social circle you're in or, or where you grew up or, you know, everything is a lot of opinion and a lot of feeling is passed on. Um, so depending on, I, I, you know, I, I grew up in New York city and, and Los Angeles for majority of my life, which are, you know, two pretty progressive, two of the most progressive places in the country. And, and supposedly, uh, right? We hope. Have- yeah. And, and, and our, the environment has, has always been a large concern of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I, a lot of it could be because of my environmental
0: upbringing. Good stuff. Okay, one more one more question and then I want to end by you telling us about the new show you're doing, The Future. The Future. Are you are you positive meh, about the future or pessimistic about the future? I'm talking about the whole future, the political future, the environmental future, really the future for the 80 million people in your generation you're going to have as many people in generation Z the next generation and then that's just America worldwide there are more people under the age of 35 today than there were alive in 1950 do you guys as the younger generations have a positive future a math future or a negative future
1: <sighs> that's a really hard one that's a really really hard one and I'm 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 going to I'm going to give this only I'm going to explain myself So um, it it is very easy to be pessimistic. Um, And I, I think that hope and optimism is one of the most important things that keep us moving forward. And I do not think that we're able to do anything unless you attempt to move forward. Um even in the most dire situations, if you just sort of lay down and die and lay down and take it um, then you've lost. so am I optimistic for the future right now no i do i i I personally am and feel like we're in a state right now that is um that has a lot of issues mm-hmm. And it is hard to be positive and be optimistic, but I do have hope and I, I refuse to think of it any other way.
0: Good. So, so the glass is at least half full. Yes. (laughs) Not bad. That's not bad. It's not bad. Corbin, tell us about your, your new show. I'm excited about it. And, uh, I hope this time I get to see it.
1: Well, you'd have to come to Washington, D.C. So uh, I don't know if you're planning on making a trip out there at some point, but uh, November 2nd is when we open. I'm doing Anything Goes uh, at Arena Stage. Um, And I'm actually going to be in New York after that doing another show. It has not been announced yet, so I cannot say. But know that you're going to be able to come if you are in New York next year in 2019. You will be able to come and see me in another show on Broadway at some point, too.
0: Fantastic. So you'll be on, so you'll be on arena stage in Washington, DC starting November 2nd and then beginning. 23rd. Next year.
1: And then, and then earlier in the spring of next year, I'll be in New York. Yeah.
0: Spring in New York. Okay. Did I say December? I meant November. So you said November. You?
1: November 2nd to December 23rd is anything yeah. goes at arena stage.
0: Yeah. Great. Corbin blue. It is always a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, you're, you're such a, a, a great young person and uh, so much to offer the world. I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank
1: you, man. You you are incredible, man. I I can't wait to see the little tidbit of of the film that we're gonna see. I wanna see the whole thing, man, but um, congratulations on everything and and thank you for, for continuing to plow through and pave the way and for being such an optimistic person yourself, man.
0: Awesome, takes one to know one. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Please share this with all your networks, fun times, and more to come. All right. Thank you, Corbin.